The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also, and you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. The disciples' hearts are troubled this morning because of what happened in chapter 13. In chapter 13, Jesus tells the disciples that they will deny him, and one will in fact betray him. And if the shame of sin wasn't worse enough, he says where he goes, they cannot follow. So are they left alone because of their sin? It is troubling to be left alone without any idea of where your life is going or what it's meant for. And this is what Jesus was were the disciples. Jesus made sense of the disciples' life. Now, Jesus tries to calm their hearts by inviting them to trust in God and trust in Him. Now, I prefer the word trust over against the word believe, which is in your gospel translation today. 
It's the same word in Greek. But I prefer trust rather than believe because we trust people and we believe ideas. For the disciples in this moment where they feel alone, they need someone to trust more than they need an idea to believe. Jesus asks them to trust that he, in fact, will never leave them alone, even though it seems like it. Even though today he says he's going to go and prepare a place in the Father's house. In fact, he wants them to trust him that his going is, in fact, the guarantee that they'll never be separated from God, that they will actually never, ever be alone. The Father's house isn't just a building, but it's actually a home, a home for everyone. Jesus says way back in John chapter 2, that his Father's house is a place of prayer, an atonement, a place where you reveal your troubled heart to God, and he calms it by forgiving your sins. This means in the Father's house, you are always welcome to live life with God and with his people. Now, before Jesus came along, it was the temple in Jerusalem. But today, Jesus reveals that it's his body that is the place where you will find to never be alone. Jesus is God with them to calm their troubled hearts by hearing them and forgiving their sins. In Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension, Jesus goes to prepare a place for everyone. And now, today, through the Holy Spirit, Jesus invites everyone into his body. Now no one needs to be alone because Jesus is bringing people together into one place, his body, the church. Now, across America today, there are plenty of troubled hearts. The numbers are actually undeniable. From 2011 to 2021, the persistent feeling of sadness or hopelessness among teenagers increased from 36 to 57% more than half. And this increase is directly correlated to the rise of feeling alone. In fact, beginning in 2014, Americans, not just teenagers, Americans of all age groups, spent more time alone and less time with friends and family. 
2022, just last year, this same survey, found out that people spent nine hours more alone a week and four hours less with family and friends per week than they did before 2014. Every measured group, young, old men, women, are feeling alone and their hearts are troubled because of it. And what is the saddest thing about these statistics is that people have actually chosen loneliness. And I wonder, have we spent so much time alone, we can't imagine life differently? Here is where Jesus' words must be heard. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe in me. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. The Jesus alive in the church is the antidote to the lonely, troubled heart. In the church, Jesus is alive by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it is only here that Jesus is giving his gifts, forgiving sins, and creating new life. Now to the uncatechized eye, it might seem that Jesus left us alone. But in fact, the church, even with all of its sinners, is actually confirmation that God has room for everyone. In The Cost of Discipleship, a book by Diedrich Bonhoeffer, he writes, the body of Christ takes up space on the earth. A truth, a doctrine, or a religion needs no space. They are disembodied entities. But the incarnate Christ needs not only ears or hearts, but living people who will follow him. When it comes to trusting in Jesus, we do not need an idea, a doctrine, or a religion. We need a body. We need someone we can trust and a place for our own body. This, of course, starts with Jesus' resurrected body, but includes other bodies. Because ever since Jesus arrived in the upper room, to meet the disciples, he has had people around him. People who imperfectly trust him with their lives, with their deaths, and with their destinies. These people who have imperfectly trust him also have come to know the truth that in Jesus, God is really present and that he's inviting you to live in his home. You see, a life with God and his people is precisely the life we are meant to live. When we are disconnected from God, when we are alone, it makes sense that our hearts are troubled because we're living in a way that's contrary to the way God made us. 
contrary to who we are. But it's a lie of Satan to say that we are alone. We're never alone. Jesus is with us, and so is his body, the church. You see, trusting that Jesus is here this morning and that you are meant to be here with all of us sinners, it's risky. It's a risky thing to believe that Jesus is here and that we are meant to be here even though we're sinners. You must risk to trust Jesus is the way, truth, and the life. But I think for most, the greater risk is trusting God is present in this community of sinners. It's risky because there is a risk that you might be hurt. There's a risk that you might hurt. But then again, when you risk those two things, you also risk something that's more wonderful. You might risk that you might be forgiven or that you forgive others. In spite of those risks, there are people in our midst right now, people who have generally risked their lives to live with Jesus and sinners in the church, which means they've hurt people and been hurt by people in the church. But rather than losing hope and living alone and with their troubled hearts, they've come to realize that Jesus proves to be trustworthy. They have remained because Jesus' presence in the Holy Eucharist means they've never been alone. They've come to trust that Jesus is here with his forgiveness and his life, inviting troubled hearts to find peace in his body and community in his church. And when that little glimmer of heaven really shines through in a person's life, even for a moment, there is enough joy to live forever. And when you have a chance to meet that person, listen and trust their words, because I pray that you might find it today. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.